Babies, thank you so much for joining us on this very special release day episode of Pokemon Detective Pikachu, which is, of course, the live-action reboot of the long-running Pokemon franchise, which covers film, TV, and movies, and manga, and toys, and everything. So this is a cool one for us to be doing, but I'm coming at you before the show starts to remind you that Cameron James, my very best friend and co-host on this podcast and all podcasts, has got his Sydney comedy festival show running this week and weekend you can catch him anytime between thursday the 9th of may and sunday the 12th of may that includes thursday night friday night saturday night and sunday night 8 15 p.m at the factory theater each night 7 15 p.m on sunday go see it tickets are available in the show notes he's already sold out the first night which was the wednesday and was a great show Go see it. Cameron is the funniest dude around. I absolutely love Cameron. He is one of my favorite stand-up comedians. He's one of my guys. He'd be in my top five. That's the truth of the matter. So go book tickets right now for Cameron James, Strawberry Blonde, as part of the Sydney Comedy Festival at the Factory Theatre. Before you listen to the episode, just to let you know, we don't really spoil too much. So if you're listening to this before you see the movie, you're probably still going to enjoy the film. Squirtle's gay. (laughs) Charmander is a turf. (laughs) Magmar's funny. (laughs) Hey, what's up? It's Thomas Nicholas, uh, also known as Kevin from American Pie. And when I'm not going the growl, which I think is better known as the tongue tornado, I'm listening to the total reboot with Cam and Alexi. Listening to a podcast that you already know you are listening to. It's called Total Reboot with Cameron James and Alexi Toliopoulos. But Cameron James is not here. Early. So it's just me, Alexi <laughs> Toliopoulos, darling. Yes, it's still me, Alexi Toliopoulos, speaking to you at the podcast. <laughs> I'm joined by two other Alexi Toliopoulos, and you shall never find out whom is whom. Let me fill your ears as if they were little pink buckets, because this is a lovely darling. <laughs> we are simply scrumptious. The Toliopoli are falling a phalanx of hilarity. This movie was wickedly funny. <laughs> <laughs> the one and only wickedly talented Detective Pikachu shall be discussed on the podcast today. It is, of course, a live-action reboot of the classic comedy series, Pokemon and His Friends. <laughs> uh, but I am Alexis Heliopoulos, uh, the real one, and I shall be talking more monotone than normal to, uh, so you become accustomed to who I am. <laughs> I'm, of course, joined by two of my dearest friends. You know this guy from the podcast Big Soft Titty dot PNG. Tom Walker, how are you? I'm very well, Alexi. Thank you for having me on this podcast, <laughs> and thank you for that opportunity to walk. I don't know, 500 meters in your shoes. They fit well, and you feel cool. <laughs> thank you, thank you. You're a ditto, if you will. Mm-hmm. Transforming into me with weird little eyes. And joining us as well today, you know this guy from the 
Comedy Festival Gala <laughs> It is Sam Campbell Yeah put your hands in the air For Sam Campbell one time <laughs> Guys, I, we we just got out of the cinema from seeing Detective Pikachu, and it's safe to assume we are all having a really fun time together today, hanging out. We don't get to do this very often. We've all got beautiful schedules that don't line up. We yeah. have gorgeous lifestyles. <laughs> and possessions that do not compare to anything on this earth. <laughs> what is your relationship with Pokemon, Sam? In the past, in the present... And maybe in the future as well. Oh, I love Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> I love Pokemon. No, I, oh, yeah, when you're a kid, you get right into it. I remember when I went overseas with my family, instead of, I was just had Pokemon fever. So instead of like visiting chateaus, I was you like... Were, you had to stay be, inside and sweat yeah, it out. Yeah, I want to be uh, chasing this uh, Scyther, you know? <laughs> I want to meet another French boy and get a little beautiful little French Taurus. Make, make right a across. trade. Yeah, make a trade. Yeah. Tom, what about yourself? I love him. I, I, I was heavy into Pokemon. It's considerably past the point where that was okay. I was heavy and also into Pokemon growing up. That's cool. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, I think this Sn- was... Snorlax, don't do it. <laughs> okay, you just reminded me one time Tom did invite me to his house just so he could take <laughs> photos of me with a large plush Snorlax toy that he had. Yeah, it was nice. And then did he pick you up and go, all right, I'll just chuck this back on the bed. And uh, <laughs> Yeah, wait, and now, Alexi, <laughs> I'm going to escort you out and put the Snorlax doll outside. <laughs> But I I've I loved the Pokemon movies, I love the TV series. Mm. I spent many hours trying to clock up that 100 hours to get back on the SSN after it was rumoured that you could travel uh, once again around the world of Pokemon after 100 hours. But it is not true. I can put that to rest right now. If there's any teenagers out there wanting to clock in a few hours on Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu doing that, yeah. it doesn't work. There's a legend that if you fly back to Cerulean City, then fly to the uh, SSN and uh, surf over and push aside a truck mm-hmm. uh, you would find a Pokeball underneath it with a Pikachu in it with just big luscious breasts <laughs> I heard a rumour uh-huh. there was a fourth legendary bird what the heck so we're we talking Articuno oh, are we talking we're talking Moltres we're talking other and the then finger Zapdos <laughs> the finger the finger and what is the finger like the finger the finger the, fing- the finger the finger yeah so what's it like um, it is the smallest of the birds. And I've heard it's flesh-coloured? Yes. I've heard that it's <laughs> almost entirely flesh. Yeah. <laughs> Apart from a small nail. Wait, describing is a finger. Yeah, but it is technically a bird. <laughs> <laughs> so if you were to flip someone the bird, it would be a finger. <laughs> Got it in one. Can we edit out those coughs? <laughs> Or just a couple. <laughs> well, not now. Now that you've mentioned them, that they remain no. in the in the show. Can we add it in more coughs? <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think uh, for, I, I think we're we're at all the same age. Uh, we're all around the same age. Well, I'm a bit younger the, than you. So you are. Yeah, I'm turning yeah. thirty. No you're the oldest. Is. Sam's like a month younger than me, so we're similar, but yeah. not exactly the same age. Well, as your guardian, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that we're all the same age. Yeah, uh, similarish. All, yeah, you're the, turning the limb. 30. We're all. Did you're you mention turning... a limb? That's what the finger evolves into. <laughs> 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 the limb. <laughs> 
<laughs> but we are we are similar age bracket. Yeah, same age bracket, you could say yeah. that. We're not the same age, but yeah. we're in the same age bracket. Anyway, we're all twenty five, and yeah. the thing is, uh, let the record show that's true. Yeah, uh, we. I, th- I feel like we all uh, were big fans of Pokemon, and yeah. we were also young enough that it didn't matter that the movies were bad. Yes. And that the TV show was silly and that and the movies were bad long. to look at and uh, very uh, dull. But the Pokemon are just a beautiful creation of the imagination. Absolutely. And they show, they're a testament to mankind, what mankind can do if they work creatively together in collaboration with a lot of money and across lots of mediums, you know? Yeah. <laughs> You're right. What was your relationship with Pokemon? Alexi? I loved them, loved them, loved them, loved the games. I had uh, Pokemon Blue, Pokemon Silver and Gold, got both. Whoa. I then got Crystal. I had Yellow as well. Mm-hmm. And then I think I got the one, the one after Crystal and that's it. And I mm. gave up. Uh, I also had a Charizard card. A shiny Charizard Ooh, holographic. card. Holographic, one of the rarest cards. And a little kid called George stole it from me. He came to my house. Took it out of the sheath and I never saw it again. Oh, no. And I accused him of it and our families stopped being friends. Wow. But think about it. That probably would cost me like, I get like $2,000 for it now. Mm. When I was at school, yes, I, my friends and I, we wrote on a Pokemon. We like tried to, edit, like, to. You tried to homebrew them? We like, like edit- we wanted to, we stole we tried to with this other kid had a nine tails and we were gonna battle him. Mm-hmm. So we were in a syndicate. Because we none of us had enough cards, but together. Woof! <laughs> <laughs> mm. Maccabi Diva. <laughs> but we and then we tried to we wrote on the thing it was something where you get to you swap your card with theirs. Yeah. Yeah. And Training. we like wrote underneath it like for the forever. We get it. Whoa. <laughs> and he was like, You've written that and we grabbed it off him and it was we had to go to the principal, I think. My God, you're regular Team Rocket over yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> truly devilry. Yeah. Do you are, do you guys remember seeing the original Pokemon movie in the cinema? Yeah. Yeah, I got taken to see it by my mum, who then walked out of the movie to sit in the foyer. <laughs> uh, she sat through ten minutes, and then when she realised that a lot of the movie was going to be creatures saying their own names, <laughs> she really tapped out. <laughs> Which, like, I completely understand. It seems it, a horrific movie. We're like, Mum, where through. are you going? And she went, Juliet. Juliet. <laughs> His mum is cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and she lives awesome. at the following address. Uh, or route. I saw... Uh, heaven. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, tragically beautiful up in heaven. <laughs> tragically, she died 35 minutes ago. <laughs> but the podcast but was yeah. booked. I did book you in, so you had to do it. Yeah, so. yeah. Consummate professional. <laughs> I saw... I remember seeing it like at a premiere event. I don't know how we got tickets to it, but it was me and my godbrother went to go see it. And it was just all like 1999 Who's That of Australia. We sat next to Lillian Chin. Wow. And then behind us was Tanya Zayeda from Who There's Wins. Whoa. So it's safe to say we felt we were amongst royalty that day. What does Lillian Chin get out of watching that movie? Don't know. I think she just got the press pass and she went. Yeah, right. Maybe she had a nephew or something that she took. But all I just remember was like, that's the lady from SBS News. That's crazy. I hope she's a big fan. Yeah, maybe she loves Pokemon. Who knows? Yeah. I don't remember her reaction to the film at all. After all, it was 20 years ago today. (laughs) Yay! Maybe she just, maybe she likes it just to unwind. Yeah, she's probably has a stressful life talking about Because the news never stops. It never does. And she's always there. And also, you know, she's building herself a brand. Perhaps she wants to take some time off that and build herself a team of Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, let's get into our discussion on the live-action reboot of the Pokemon series. We're talking about Pokemon Detective Pikachu. So there I was. 
woke up with a heavy case of amnesia in the middle of nowhere. The only clue to my past is Harry's name and address inside this hat. So I made my way to the apartment, and that's when I found you and your stapler gun. Stop talking! You're a hallucination! You're a hallucination. So you're a talking Pikachu with no memories who's addicted to caffeine. I could stop whenever I want. These are just choices. Another round, extra shot, black as night. Thank you, sweetie. I don't know. Maybe Harry got in too deep. Mixed up with the wrong crowd, that kind of thing. Look, you can talk to humans. I can talk to Pokemon. And if you want to find your pops, we're going to need each other. No, I don't need a Pokemon. What about a world-class detective? Pokemon Detective Pikachu 2019, directed by Rob Letterman. In a world where people collect pocket-sized monsters, oh. Pokemon, to do battle, a boy comes across... Pocket-sized? That Gyarados was huge. <laughs> uh, yeah, more like a bloody suit of armor size, okay. thanks. Allow me to adapt this. In a world where people collect pocket monsters that can be from a range of sizes, from a small rat-sized monster <laughs> to anywhere the size of a dragon. Dragonite, which is one of the world's most biggest and exciting Pokemon. <laughs> one of the real world's most large animals. Dragonite is a dynamic beast. <laughs> to do battle, a boy comes across an intelligent monster who seeks to be a detective. So that's the summary probably written before anything was <laughs> coming out the about the movie. summary. Yeah, that doesn't really say too much about what this is. Maybe before we get into it, we can kind of step through what the plot of this film is yeah, a little sure. bit. Because this film will be coming out the day that this podcast is released. Oh. Great. So we maybe before that, let's do our initial Now, reactions. I don't listen to this podcast. Okay, that's rude. <laughs> <laughs> really, really rude. I know that you've listened to a couple of things. No, but do you spoil? Are you allowed to spoil? <laughs> maybe we won't say too much up top. Ah. We'll just kind of like, yeah. I think it's safe to say we all fucking had a great time with the cinema yeah, watching yeah. this one. Yeah, I had a ball. Oh, I, I had a enjoyed... poker ball. Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I was also sitting behind Tom Walker, which was fun. Yeah. yeah, no, you yeah. were throwing a lot of popcorn we were, at me. We were thro throwing popcorn. We saw this with many friends on the podcast. Henry Stone, Alistair Bates, Bee Baba Skirlier, Levens from HeyFam. And they sat behind us and all of you guys put popcorn on me and Tom. In your hair. You kept putting popcorn in our hair. Yeah, so I don't know. It was the most fun I've ever had while being bullied, I guess, <laughs> is how yeah. I can say it. Yeah, it was nice having the row of people with me. If I was sitting alone in front of these guys, I would feel not included, but because I had you to suffer through yeah. it with me. I felt okay. Yeah. Not well, good. I think this movie is like an absolute pure delight. Like, I, mm. I loved maybe every single second of this film. It is the best video game movie of all time, 7 out of 10. That's what I'm going to say. That's the initial review of this, I'd wow. say. But it, it just, I really, really absolutely enjoyed it. I, I felt just, it was, it really, it just nailed that delightful energy of kind of just using something that you are familiar with. You didn't have to create too much. Like, I can imagine watching this movie and not knowing anything about Pokemon, never consuming any Pokemon media in your life, and this just being horrible oh yeah yeah absolutely like when i when i walked out i overheard a dad talking to a group of you know uh, two other parents and then like a gaggle of children going just pointing his thumb back at the cinema and going so do you know all them <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, which is your favorite one the little yellow buddy or so do you, like, little twirls the humans also live in a ball or <laughs> the one that's like made out of mud but uh, is purple and stuff is that a cool one yeah like him it um yeah I don't, it was just a joy mm. I uh, like at multiple times not only because of the setting the design of the creatures themselves were wonderfully realized yeah. like that jump from 
you know, a video game's graphics to a film's, like, and, and a realistic rendering yeah. of these things where they actually could potentially exist in a real world mm. was, I thought, completely charming. I loved all the designs. I thought they were so cute and wonderful. I thought some of the Pokemon were more realistic than some dogs <laughs> <laughs> that I've seen in real life. Some yeah. more fantastical yeah. breeds. There yeah. are some dogs you see just like, I don't buy this for yeah, a second. Yeah. No. And I'm here looking at Taurus and I'm like, <laughs> what the? This is a real guy. This Lucolo is more real than any Pomeranian. The only design in the movie that clearly begs for death. Yeah. Like, <laughs> absolute There's nightmare. so many questions I have about this movie. Just like, one of them is, how good can I get? And the answer is extremely good. <laughs> but this, it just is like, I, like you're saying, the production design of these animals, these monsters, the way that it's realized to make them have realistic te- textures where they'd be like fur scales, uh, you know, amphibious skin of a Bulbasaur or, yeah. you know. The and, flesh of a finger. <laughs> or the disgusting, <laughs> the disgusting fleshy tones of a licker tongue's tongue. Oh, the dampness. The dampness, the everything about them to have rendered like really, realistic textures that make sense in like a real physical world mm. against real humans yet still keeping and retaining like their uh, charming and sweet and fun cartoon form. I think it's the way that they've handled that and struck right in the middle of those two things, found this great balance between them without making them too realistic making them look like real animals it just, I think it is like worthy of so much praise to land there. I feel like all movies now, like they've gotten so smart like the Filmmakers yeah. like they all. It's like if you don't nail it now, it's like whoa, they didn't nail it. Well, you didn't know anything about the Sonic controversy this week. We just went through it all yeah, with you. Yeah, I didn't see that until now. Yeah, but yeah, that's like them flubbing it. But you know, what? like imagine if they made this in 1999, like oh, some man. coked out producers. They're like, whoa. Oh. Like, yeah. What do we got to read a book or what is it? And they're like, ah, yeah. oh, it's a video. And they're like, oh, we'll just make it. And there yeah, you go. just get Jim yeah. Henson around. Chuck just it. like the mask level, yeah, like exactly. 3D. It'd be yeah. awesome. It would have been fabulous. Just or yeah. like if they were puppets, made they had to make a million creatures. Yeah, oh. they're like, do the people turn into the Pokemon's? Let's do it. So these Pokemon are so beautifully realized, and I think I've just found this thing on the way home from the cinema today, where one of the designers and the directors were talking about how they did that. Basically, in comparison to Sonic, because the director of this film was saying how sorry he felt seeing the Sonic trailer be ripped apart and how horrible Sonic looked. Yeah. And now that they have to go back and really redesign it, he felt bad for them. And he said how hard they worked and how glad they're not in their shoes. He said, we studied a lot of animals and how they behave and how they interact to ensure we got it right. He said bulldogs in particular Yay. for Bulbasaur and how they act in packs or how they get to pay attention. There's an extraordinary amount of craft that went into making this movie on the animation side as we tried to bring everything to life. Oh, yeah. Well, you bring that up for me because uh, as everyone knows, my parents famously own two British bulldogs who are the bane of their existence, uh, two incredibly cowardly and anxious creatures who I love very much. And that's good to know that that's uh, why I have such a connection with Bulbasaur in this movie. Yeah, you love those little Bulbasaurs. Did you know at the time that you were like, these remind me of my little puppos? I have a sense in my mind, darling. One can always <laughs> know that the heart of a bulldog is beating beneath the most CGI exterior. <laughs> My, my parents have a pet sea cucumber. Got anything for that? <laughs> yeah, no. Sorry, nothing on there. No, there's no sea cucumber Pokemon, but there is an ice cream cone Pokemon. Did so. I tell you that my one of my parents' dogs has just started coming on the floor? 
It's really uh, no, I don't think you have. Actually, it's really bad. I went home to my parents' place and I was like, "Oh, hey guys!" And my mum was like, just uh, bent over, like mopping something up. And I was like, "Oh God!" Did Ernie pee himself? And she was like, "No, he started ejaculating." <laughs> and just like my poor mum, like bent over, one hand on her back, just mopping up dog jizz. Wow, Bubba saw used dog jizz. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, sorry. What was your favourite Pokemon to see realised on the big screen? Wow. I think I'll get out in front of this and say Ludicolo. I've got yeah. a soft spot for that goofy little guy. Describe and I just Ludicolo. So this is a... Um, uh, how to do this in a way that is not racist. It is a kind of happy Mexican grass duck. Uh, he wears a sombrero. That was my nickname in high school. <laughs> Damn. That's a real plug and play line. <laughs> just deploy that anytime. Sounds like my honeymoon. <laughs> Um, I loved him. I love that this the only thing he did pretty much was just make the worst sound in the movie. Like they just ordered a coffee from him and then they went Gah! and then walked away and then came back with the coffee and was like Ludicolo <laughs> So he's like half duck, half um fiesta. Yeah. He's got a big sombrero, but it made me question like seeing these Pokemon real for the first time, it did make me question like what is Pokemon, what is decoration? Because the the there's a point in the film where someone is fascinated that Detective Pikachu wears a deer stalker hat. Yeah. And they say they I've never seen a Pokemon wear a hat before. But we've just seen Ludicolo, who has a hat on. But does yeah. that mean that is the skull of the creature with skin around it? Yeah. Yes, I believe that that is uh, part of the creature's structure. So it's part of the creature. And if, if it was to be removed, it would not regrow. And in fact, the creature would die. Yeah, definitely. The creature would die, which would be a mighty shame. Yeah. And his, his, his final words? Oh, Ludi. <laughs> Colo. What was your favorite Pokemon, Sam? Wow. I actually, I mean, I really liked seeing Cubone. Cubone is one of the first Pokemon you yeah. see. In mm. the, in the well, that's film. when I was just like, oh, this is, this is cool. Because it's already playing off the informed knowledge, because we all know Cubone is a lonely little beast who, <laughs> who wears his dead mother's skull <laughs> yeah. as a yes. mask over his head. And to open with that, the possibly the darkest backstory yeah. of the Pokemon, apart from a few ghost Pokemon who yeah. are presumably the ghosts of real people. Or Pokemons, Clefairies and stuff like that. Yeah, hopefully. I hope so. But you know what? I think when I die, I'll become a Gengar. <laughs> I think you definitely will become a Gengar. Well, it's my winning smile. When I, I think die, I'll become I'm a Celebi. A Celebi, <laughs> yeah. I think I've become a Slimer, unfortunately, oh. from the Ghostbusters universe. <laughs> yeah, no, that checks out. Um, but I, my favorite, I got to say, Snubble. Who is? I love Snubble. The he is who the, is Snubble? He's the pink, kind of angry-looking. Uh, uh, bulldog looking that is the Ken Watanabe's detective. Oh, detectives. is this I it's Snuggle or Snubble? Snubble, Snubble. Yeah. Right. Who, of course, I saw for the first time in the 1999 <laughs> released original Pokemon oh, movie. Oh, yeah. In yes. the short film at the start, you get to see Snubble for the first time. You get to see Meryl for the first time, who mm. in my school was rumored to be called Pika Blue. Of course. Is that in your school as well? Absolutely, sir. Wow. The, um, he, and what in, school did you go to? In by? my school, he was rumored <laughs> to be called. Um, Marcus Donovan. <laughs> yeah, I believe that was the actor that did the voice. Maybe. <laughs> really weird rumor. I get it. I think there was one Pokemon with it. I think. I think. Yeah, we all had a great time. Like, not only the design was great, but also the plot is so mm. fun, and the casting is insane. Yeah, it is. At insane. some points, I was genuinely like 
overcome with joy at the events that were happening on the screen. Yeah. It's, Not to get too far into spoilers territory, but there are some real twists and turns. Yeah, this is... I think it's really effective because you, people complain about the video games plots just being untranslatable to the big screen. Yeah. Whereas this one, what it does, it uses a pre-established world. And yes, Detective Pikachu is a video game, but it's a fairly light story video game. Uh, but this just takes it and just, you know, makes it quite cinematic. This really, the film that this reminded me most of watching was definitely Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh, yeah. Mm. Like, I just really felt like this is a new generation. That, like, people were saying that um, Ready Player One, Steven Spielberg's one, was doing that for people because all these brands and shit coming together. But this is just like you're stepping into an entire world. And then we've got this. I don't think it was as classy. No, I mean, there's like... I don't think this was a, that... Cl- Sorry, I loved it, but yeah. it, I didn't think it was that classy. I agree with you. It's not, I mean, I think uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit is like one of the rarest films ever. Yeah, yeah. And sure, this film is full of rare Pokemon, such as Mewtwo, only one in existence. <laughs> Certainly. But it, it just like... The the way that it, it does is it has just like a really wonderful world and so much is uh, of this film is dedicated at the start to bringing you into this world. We get to see a small town. We get to see the wild. Then we go into Rhyme City, which is this giant, uh, you know, metropolis. Is that from the... The games, or I think it's from the Detective Pikachu oh, game. Right. Yeah, so and it then, doesn't exist in the in the mainstream titles. Right. Yeah, so then we are greeted by this wonderful world, and then the plot kind of comes in from that point, which is just like your basic film noir mystery plot with like the same kind of archetypes that appear in those, and it's just like the kind of thing that you, you wouldn't anticipate from a like a giant franchise like this is to have like a kind of weird. I guess dark for kids story that has really quite scary moments and moments that are quite I, I, like for if we're looking at this as a family film it's quite ex- existential for a family film because it's a lot about loss a lot about loneliness and finding one's place in the world and one's place in relation to your family lineage or anything mm-hmm. like that and I think that it's um I really I'm just absolutely impressed by this film I'm I'm kind of shocked. Like I was really looking forward to it and I kind of thought there'd be no way it could live up to my expectations, but I think it may have even surpassed them by how much I enjoyed it. Yeah. I had a great time. I am still unsure whether it's a good movie. Mm. I think I I had the best time and I loved it, but I cannot tell. I do not think that is going to be a universal experience. No way. Uh, And I think I saw it in a wonderful way. And I'd recommend it to anyone who's particularly swayed by the way we're describing things. Yeah. But I get it if this turns out to be a bad movie in retrospect. Yeah. You know, this is just such a glowing time. Exactly. We're yeah. basking in the yeah, experience yeah. of seeing these little fascinating little creatures. Well, suddenly come to you're life. 10 again and you're like, oh my God, it's Wiggly Tough. What's he doing? <laughs> yeah. Wiggly oh. Tough's making them fall asleep. I'm seeing Pokemon that I've never seen before, like this panda creature. Yes, yeah. so many pandas. I, oh man, what a, what a move. Maybe yeah. we could talk about the cast as well now because we've got. We've got Deadpool as Pikachu. Yes, we've got Ryan Reynolds Deadpool. <laughs> this movie is basically cute Deadpool, which makes it me the freaking movie. <laughs> yes. Sir. I thought that was the only thing that I was a bit like. I didn't. Mm. I think he is quite rude. Yeah, mm. and I know that's funny, and it's okay because he's. That he likes being rude, but <laughs> well, there's that one point where he tells uh, Licky Tongue that he looks like an avocado fucked another avocado. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He did say, "Does that avocado have a clit?" Which I mean, <laughs> it's a kids' movie. These are questions you should ask. And it turns out, yeah, <laughs> it's got a cloaca, then just a ring of clits around it. 
God, that'd be really exciting to see up close. <laughs> Ever heard of the Northern Lights? Yeah, yes. <laughs> it looks like that, it I looks guess. A bit like Look that. a bit like that. It looks that. a bit like that. Yeah, it's, yeah, cool. it's probably based on it. They Go probably on. based itself on it. That rules. Yeah, it's awesome. So the cast was uh, Deadpool. Yeah, we got Deadpool as Detective Pikachimichunga. Yeah. And we got Justice Smith playing Tim Goodman, who is a young man who once upon a time dreamed of being a Pokemon trainer. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but like, I realised. The insanity of this movie, the moment that it was revealed that the main character's last name is Goodman. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. it's just a normal name. It's not Ketchum or um, Master Ball or something like oh, that. Oh, no. Or... What I'm saying is it's like, oh, it's our protagonist, Johnny Wright Fellow. Like, you know, yeah. uh, like Goodman. But the evil I guy. Know. I don't know. Maybe that's a real name, name, though. You know, oh, John Goodman, the fat it. actor and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, one of the fat actors. What about, what did you Roseanne? think of uh, the, the villain, Dimitri? Evil meanie. <laughs> Dimitri Evil Meanios, he is Greek. <laughs> Man, the representation is so important. I think that, uh, like, all oh I my could... god, where is my Pokemon? <laughs> I want to eat all the Pokemon, please feed me a Pokemon. <laughs> that is my evil plan to collect all the Pokemon. Wait, Lapras! Lapras! <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Reynolds is to me. I think this movie got made because he was pushing for it. He had like to dream yeah. to make a Pokemon movie, I guess. And it kind of, I guess how it started rolling along. But apparently there were points in time where they were testing it with Danny DeVito's voice. Wow. And there's like some footage where they were like testing it with his voice uh, from Always Sunny. And I think that's what they were testing it with. But then oh. some people made like a fan creation. And they're like, yeah, we did that too. They were just like revealed they did that. But that's the only thing I could think of watching this movie. Like, God, this... Just doing fan casting of like who it could have been. Yeah. yeah. I would have they're all dead, most of the people that I wanted, but I would have loved Bob Hoskins. Get that fucking Who Frame Roger Rabbit link all the way up. Wow. It would have been fabulous. What about Fran Drescher? Oh, oh my god. Yes. <laughs> Come on, Mr. Snuffleupolis. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, really. No, is. Mr. Ketchum. <laughs> but and, and also, how good would fucking Eddie Murphy be? But he's done it. He's done the donkey. He's done donkey. He's done Mushu. But come yeah. on, I wanted to do Pikachu. I mean, well, <laughs> would you enjoy like a Mike Myers in this case? No. But, uh, okay, good. No, it's nice to hear it's you wrong. say that about one role. It would be wrong. Mike Myers could play yeah any other character in the film for sure, but yeah. not Pikachu. Um, but did you enjoy this character of Detective Pikachu? The way that I mean, he looked fabulous. Love his little rosy cheeks. He's always mm. like I don't know some of the gags. He's like, did you just piss yourself? Where's my coffee? It's like <laughs> yeah, there was a did you just piss yourself? Oh no, that was me. And it's like yeah, well. A little I bit of level I don't one, trust you this know, guy's like, detective skills. If he's like, uh, did you piss your pants or did I? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But just, the I, cinema were roaring, so who am I to, you know? Yeah, we were all laughing and stuff. So yeah, but, I find Ryan Reynolds so charming. He's my, he's an absolute weakness for me. Oh, really? Yeah, I always think, have. I think he's charming, but I. For me, the only problem that I would say that I had with this film, it's such a nitpick, such a minor thing. Yeah, that, like, I, I prefer Zizek. Sorry. <laughs> Slut of Zizek? Yep. <laughs> yes, I Yes, I want to find your father. I've been lost your father, but that is my existential. I have the power of electricity against the meaningless representative. Yeah, right, you're a Pikachu's so flemmy. <laughs> so flabby, always 
grabbing his shirt and pulling it up. He's always <laughs> pulling on his little shirt. Oh, man. But I think that would be my, my one quibble, really, that I have to nitpick. It's just like Pikachu's humor was just like not at the level. Like it just, I wish it was just not so much like funny one-liners or like lines that were just funny. Yeah. Just like, you know, more in character stuff rather than him, like this meta commentary or... It felt like some of it could have been ADR. It felt yeah. like a little bit Van Wilder Pikachu liaison. Yeah, no, it was all bad post. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like a, like a, like a punch-up or whatever. Well, his acting was like... incredible. The way he shrank down. Yeah. His physicality, the way he fucking never hopped in a ball ever at any point. It's so crazy that Ryan Reynolds let that electricity course through his tiny body. <laughs> I heard that he plugged himself in just for that one moment and short circuited that's crazy <laughs> but it did feel like punched up like just yeah. felt like jokes just out of nowhere apropos of nothing mm. rather than just like feeling like character moments i think yeah. when pikachu was fully in the when when the performance really worked when he was just like living in character moments and just conversing in the emotional throws yeah in the emotional yeah. throws and i didn't expect this movie to be so emotional but it really was mm. I actually cried for one second. Really? A single tear poured from my face. Whoa. One tiny little golden orb of salty, salty water poured you out from my duct. Man, if that's gold, there is something deeply wrong with your kidneys because <laughs> they are purifying the wrong stuff and sending it the wrong way. A cold orb of salty water. And it went upwards. It went... It <laughs> floated towards the ceiling. Now, a few boys will excuse yeah. me. I have to vent some gas from uh, my penis into the bowl <laughs> and then quickly flush so no one guesses anything's awry. Have you guys ever seen Justice Smith in a movie before? He's the lead of this film. No, no Tell me name. more about justice. I'd only please. seen him in the uh, Jurassic World movie, Detective oh. <laughs> Detective Raptor. No, I thought I, I think that's all I've ever seen him in. But he uh, is in Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. Uh, oh, as like an assistant. Yeah, he plays like a nerdy assistant. Yeah, in that yeah, film. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. he's just he's fairly new. He's in Paper Towns. He's in uh, the TV show The Get Down. He's the lead of The Get Down. Okay. Oh yeah. One of the leads of that film. Uh, he was nominated for Worst Supporting Actor at the Golden Raspberry Awards for Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Pretty unfair. He's actually fucking funny in that. He's goofing mm. around. Some people nerd. exist to only tear things down. Yeah, playing a nerd. But I think he was like a really successful lead of this film. Yeah. I think he had the balls to take it on. I enjoyed it. At times I found myself thinking about what his job would actually have been. Mm. And it would have been so hard. Yeah. Just... You on set with a plush reacting to it, like in spaces. Yeah, and I think you have to give him credit for definitely a majority of making these feel like real creatures. Like the same way oh, that yeah. I definitely, I'm going to go on the record right now, and I think I've ever said on the podcast before, but I think Bob Hoskins in Who Friend Roger Rabbit is the most impressive performance oh, in yeah, film yeah, history. Yeah. The eyelines. The eyelines he nails, he makes everything feel real. There's a scene where he like gets tossed downstairs and he just has to do it himself, and it looks like he's being thrown downstairs by a He has a background character. in physical comedy theater doesn't he, he i he, think so. he was doing he, something he must have been doing some crazy mm, shit yeah. to be doing that well and i think that the maybe not the same amount of credit because there's so much uh the way that these films have evolved so much since then where it makes it a little bit easier for the actor and he is in a real physical world as well but i think justice smith does such a good job of helping convince us that these are real creatures living in this real world the way that he interacts with them i think that's no small feat the way that he's able to do that and i think there's there's it's very nice, this character, because 
I think for people like us that grew up with this world of Pokemon and being immersed in them and like, you know, really being obsessed with them for like many years of our lives growing up, that they make this character someone in that world that was like that. Because he yeah. it shows us as, as him as yeah. a kid he wanting to be. He's also just in Pokemon. To, he's into insurance. Yeah, exactly. Like probably like eighty yeah. percent of the audience were insurance. Because we weren't even going to see this movie. We were like, oh, we got to do our insurance. Yeah, yeah we got to go. I've got yeah. some paperwork to look yeah. at. Then think yeah. about. I got to look at my invoices, learn how to do yeah. tax and stuff like that. And, you know, look after my family and get cereal and stuff for them all, <laughs> and not doing fun shit anymore like I used to when I was yeah. a Pokemon trader. Yeah. But it shows like his his <laughs> dreams of becoming a Pokemon trader and it being like kind of swept away and him not wanting to do pursue that anymore. A lot of his friends have become friends have become Pokemon trainers, just like my friends in real life yeah. have pursued Pokemon trading as a proper career. Yeah. But um, I think it just it it get I guess just for people like us to come into it rather. It, it, it's quite clever from a screenplay point of view but also marketing because kids are going to see this movie no matter what but it allows people that generation that might not give a shit about Pokemon at all anymore mm. a way in to find it and I think that his performance is really quite good at capturing that and being funny in a real world way without it being like him being a wacky character yeah yeah it was wonderful to start a Pokemon movie with a character who didn't like Pokemon these wondrous things that live in the world and you can just get one if you want it's like me i don't give a shit about animals don't care about cats dogs never impressed yeah you were by saying them. that you're like man if pokemon were real i'd be going i'd be looking at them it's yeah like, pokemon animals. snap stuff yeah. Yeah. yeah whereas me and sam we're pretty active in our local dog fighting ring yeah, we yeah. try and keep it like always always have at least one dog injured or dying as a result of our actions man so many of my dogs have been fainting lately <laughs> Oh well. <laughs> well, you know, if they get close to fainting, they can still level up and get back to full health. No, we just take them into a poke center, which is a furnace. <laughs> There's no smell like the burning hair of a pooch. Gets in your nostrils, but God, it gets in the clothes as well. Really follows you home. Really? Yeah, I don't want. I don't follows know. you home, much like Pikachu follows his trainers around, such as Ash and Tim Goodman. <laughs> Uh, so the main plot of this movie is Tim Goodman uh, finds out his dad, who was a detective, has been, unfortunately, died in an accident. But we know that's not an accident. We saw the new two might be responsible for this shit. Mm-hmm. And he has to go to the big city to unlock his dad's life and see who he's has lost contact with his dad. His mum's dead as well, so he's got no parents left. He's alone in the whole world. Mm-hmm. All his friends have moved away, so he goes to Rhyme City. We get into Rhyme City and it is magic. I think this is like full on getting to Hogwarts for the first time, yeah. going up Diagon Alley for the first time. Yeah. It is perfect fantasy filmmaking. Just the way that we're introduced into this bigger world. He's on a monorail train. There's a little TV screen that comes up that tells us crucial information about this world. Uh, we see all the Pokemon. That Pokemon live harmoniously with humans in this world. They do not do battle. We see battle. hieroglyphs. Battle. We see hieroglyphs explain that Pokemon and humans have been around for the same amount of time. They learn how to live together. Yep. And Bill Nye is in this movie. Yeah, which is the most insane thing for us not to know. Like, it was that? It, I guess it wasn't in any of the trailers. Bill yeah. Nye is Bill not Nye, in Bill Nye, he just appears out of nowhere. And yes. And you're left with this deep abiding sense of joy that Bill Nye has, was there and is going to be yeah. here for the rest of the time. Yes, and we're talking about Pokemon. Not, not Bill Nye the science guy, Bill Nye the love actually guy. Yeah. And we're talking about this Bill Nye and it like, it, it 
all I can think about is I remember that legendary story when Sean Connery turned down Lord of the Rings because he didn't get it. And then he, re- he regretted it. Was he going to play an Ent? He was going to play Gandalf the Grey. Whoa. <laughs> he was going to play freaking Gandalf. And he didn't do it, and he regret it for his whole life. And I think now every older British character actor has that in mind, and they say yes to all this crazy shit yeah. like the Pokemon movie. Because Bill Nye, exclusively throughout this whole movie, and he's in it quite a fair amount, mm. he only speaks in exposition. Yeah, yeah, And there's no way he would understand a single word <laughs> that he's talking about. He's like, the Psyduck's gone crazy. Uh, we got to go yeah. back to the Kanto region. Yeah, so the, 20 years yeah. ago to this day, the Kanto region yeah. had a Mewtwo that escaped. And Mewtwo, <laughs> of course, has been genetically spliced from the old DNA from a Mew that we found, the ancient Mew. And it's like, but I think he had fun. His he performance is like blast. the actress <laughs> in uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, who learnt uh, Mandarin phonetically. Yeah. Like, that's how he just understands <laughs> all Pokemon names. He doesn't... <laughs> They're just flying over his tongue. They're not registering in he's his just brain a little, at all. He's got a little radio mic in his head. Okay, say now, say. But uh, did you see that article? Stubble? Did you yeah. see that article in the Daily Mail? No. He was seen playing a DS. Whoa! <laughs> Someone could have played Detective Pikachu on the DS. I heard he was playing Leaf Green as well. He downloaded Leaf Green. Uh, but he got confused. He was just playing Animal Crossing New Leaf. Oh, so he spent no. the whole time thinking that Pokemon were some kind of wonderful town you founded. And Welcome took care all of. my neighbors. <laughs> Welcome townspeople. But it's uh, he. You know, he's uh, really rolling around in this movie. He's in a wheelchair the whole time. Uh, <laughs> he's got a ditto. His Pokemon's a ditto. I think it's cool. This movie, how everyone has their own Pokemon. Yes, it would be a wonderful world to live in. That it's nice to get away away from the uh, video game thing, which is of course that everyone has like their own team of six Pokemon, and then you battle against each other. Yeah. Everyone having just a single Pokemon is much more interesting, and it becomes kind of like that. I know Golden Compass style thing. Yeah, everyone I was just has about a... to say Golden Compass, you wacko. Well. Hey, uh, <laughs> quick draw McGraw over here. Oh Beat into a champ. God. I guess I've got a higher speed stat. Oh, you wowie. This is magical to be part of this. Did you know that once um, I met a young woman who did the voice of the girl in that? In the audiobooks. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. No. Nor did I care to hear it and learn about it at any point. Lulu Popperwell. Okay, now I'm back into it. She sounds like a <laughs> yeah, Pokemon. Yeah, that's funny. Is it Lulu Popperwell. It's a gingerbread name. <laughs> <laughs> but I think this world of Rhyme City, is it's a fabulous creation. It's just, it's the way to introduce you to this world of like coming in through the train. It feels so much like Harry Potter and it creates like the same sense of like, God, I wish I could go there. I want this to be a theme park. Yeah. The way that you see those like great fantasy movies like Star Wars and uh, The Hobbit and Hobbit 2 and Hobbit 3. Okay. Yeah. And there's no, there's no sense of Pokeballs. All Pokemon and humans coexist peacefully in this yeah. city, which means there's such cool things as a Machoke, a Machamp just directing traffic. And then yeah. with that's this a- little. Underpants on. <laughs> okay, that's another thing. Ma- Machoke, you mentioned this to me. Machoke does not have underwear. No, when so it evolves ma- to Machop doesn't have underwear. Okay. Then it evolves into Machoke, who has underwear. Yes. And then Machamp is Machoke, but bigger and with forearms. Mm, forearms of two arms. But so ah. it starts off without any underwear. Yes. And then when it evolves, either finds underwear. As a result of it growing genitals and experiencing shame. I guess guess Marchup grows up and uh, bites the fruit of sin. No, I heard he's quite good friends with Pat Rafter. (laughs) He gets those bonds. He gets those bonds (laughs) on the house. But then he... So, but... Okay, this now brings another question in for me in this world because we're seeing my champ look 
physically very humanoid. Mm. He was, I, has an identical body to me and other humans. Um, extremely Oof. ripped. You look, like, you look less like a great god and more like a Greek restaurant. Well played, sir. Well played. Accurate as ever with your roasting. Uh, But do you think that uh, there is a a Pokemon... Would you perhaps see that there's a Pokemon sex trade going on? Oh, wow. My assumption is that all Pokemon just reproduce via eggs. and They lay the egg out and then you get them a champ to come along. Yeah. (laughs) And a rust and tumble with your wife's egg and stuff like that. Yes, exactly. Um, what do you think is the sexiest Pokemon? The sexiest Pokemon of all. And we all say it on the count of three. One, two, three. Squirtle! Three Squirtles? Whoa. Whoa. God, I'm about to Squirtle myself hearing this news. Wow. Oh, dude, it's a myth. Squirtle's just pissle. <laughs> Squirtle, I was so glad to see Squirtle this, but I would have loved to see Squirtle Squad running around that rhyme city with their awesome little sunglasses. Mm. Those Ray-Bans? Come on. Yeah, they're quite a... But, you know, organised gangs. Yeah, they, uh, there is... Uh, <laughs> There is an Fair underworld enough. in this fantasy, fantasy world. Uh, but then from then on, we get to finally get into the plot of this film. We get to see this neo-noir story where I think it becomes a little bit like Blade Runner. Yeah, certainly. There's, you know, coffee to be drank and clues to be found. And it's exciting to do it. Mm. And instead of a dame, they're looking for a dude. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Right. twist on it. Ryan Reynolds. I- Ryan Reynolds is Detective Pikachu. No kiss. That movie doesn't do a kiss anymore. Maybe yeah. it's good, isn't it? But I thought he's gonna. There was gonna be a kiss, and there's not a kiss. There's not a single kiss. I would have thought you see a couple of Pokemon like Jigglypuff get, <laughs> get up in there. Yeah, or at least you know, there, I was certain there'd be a point in time where Justice Smith would just slip a tongue to that Pikachu. I thought it was more than a, in a way like she says, "I'll see you tonight," and then there's no kiss. It's like, what's going on tonight? That sounds <laughs> yeah. You know. Sounded quite exciting. So we're talking about, of course, Catherine. <laughs> They're just going to cut a hole in the sheet, I guess. <laughs> we're talking about Catherine Newton, who plays Lucy Stevens, a reporter who is accompanied by a side duck. So I believe that Catherine Newton's performance in this started out very kind of like, almost like SNL-ish. An SNL and then, parody of like a femme fatale. Yes. Very much just going like, oh, well, yes, I have all the information and yes, I'm cool and sexy and yada, yeah, yada, yada. It had like a really broad sketch show yeah. Yeah. to it, but then it got more and more kind of realistic as the movie went on. But it was mm. introduced with this very... Yeah, I, I, I kind of liked that. I, I liked mm. it too, and I think it's because at that point in time, we are fully in a genre film. We are fully in a detective noir story, and that's the point that the character is introduced. And I think it works for that moment because it, it answers up the comedy, answers up the broadness. I think at that point, later on, we get to understand, oh, she was playing that role. Like, the yes. character herself was amping it up for that role. And I think the, this is where, as well, I think... It's a good point to talk about like how the comedy is so much enhanced by how funny these Pokemon are. Psyduck is one of the greatest oh, yeah. comedy talents in film working today right now. Absolutely. I love looking at it. I love the little plip-plap of its feet. Yes. All, all the design of these Pokemon is so charming, and I just love to look at them. Psyduck himself is just a wonderful creation, that bill, that beautiful bill, and he's feathered. I always thought of Psyduck... Not as a duck, even as though his platypus. name is... I always thought it was a platypus. Wow. Were you the same? What did you think of it as a duck the whole time? Um, I've never thought about it until now. 
Yes. <laughs> Whereas I struggled. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Alexi had that yes preloaded <laughs> and did struggle for oh. years. You just had to pick it up now. I've struggled for years. Of course, my little that- sugary darling angel. <laughs> I thought he was a fucking platypus my whole life. You've yeah. walked in and snatched the manuscript off my desk, darling. <laughs> On that note, should oh, we bring up that there is one character? You are the Bernie Talpin to my old home. <laughs> that looks a lot like Milo Yiannopoulos. Yeah, yeah, there's a character in this film that is like he is a villain. son of a Roger. He's Roger Clifford, played by Chris Gere, who looks exactly like Milo Yiannopoulos. Mm. He's an English actor, best known for the role of Jimmy. Do you know Shire anything about the Four Pillars of Islam? English actor. <laughs> he's an English ba- BAFTA actor, Whoa. British and film and television actor. Cool. That's what BAFTA stands for. Um, and he is exactly looks like Molly Yiannopoulos. Mm. Do you think that that must have been a choice, right? No. You don't think right? so? No. He looks too much like him if he had those same wow. sunnies as he does. He, he, his role wasn't in any way similar except for aesthetic. Mm, yeah. yeah, he wasn't gay or anything or, or alt-right, so yeah. I guess not. Yeah, no. That's what were... I liked about this movie is, you know, so many, like... The villain story, like the evil guys, yeah. like you don't really know what they're up to too much, and it doesn't matter. Like mm. I feel like so much now they're just over-explaining, like they're like linking it in with capitalism or whatever. Mm. But it's like, especially in like Jurassic World, that first one, it was like, yeah. my God, we we get it, you're up to no good. Exactly. Just have it as that. We want to see these guys stopping yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we want to just see the fun, happy family, fun stuff, or yeah. the characters moving along in the world. Fighting stuff. Yeah, they, I feel like they spend too much time on evil, evil backstory. Mm. Maybe mm. let's talk about some of the cool set pieces in this film because there are quite a few. Yeah, one of them that I must highlight right now because sitting next to Tom Walker during the scene was one of the great privileges of my film going life. I'm of course talking about the scene where oh, he dear. got to see himself up on the screen. I missed oh, the mime. Of course, representation is so important. For those of you that don't know, I am a mime and clown, and you're highly trained. And it was exciting to see a mime in in modern film for the first time in quite a it while. It was, and it was so good to see him just killing. Yes. This is one of the only movies with a mime and a DJ in it. Yeah, and DJ is played by Diplo, Diplo, who's a famous DJ, who's good friends with Andrew Levins, who we saw the film with. And at that point, I said, oh, Levins' old mate's in it, and Tom, your teacher's up there too. Yeah, Mr. and then mime. in the credits, it came up, and it actually was one of your mime teachers. Yeah, Trigby Wakenshaw, who's like <laughs> a friend of mine and also taught, taught at Col Philippe Gallier when I I was there uh, so uh, I did study under Mr. Mime and it was a wonderful joke that I said that we would not know had so much basis in reality yeah. until moments later <laughs> it was the best I'm still giddy over that was a it. really it is funny a scene great scene yeah maybe the setup for this scene is that we find out that uh, the, as Detective Pikachu and Tim Goodman are trying to find out what's happened to his dad that's the whole mystery they're trying to unravel what happened to him did he die what was he searching for they find out that he's got an informant, informant down the by dog. the docks so they go down to the docks and you're expecting it to be... Well, there's just this stupid Pokemon. Yeah, and then you're like, hang on a second. Unless... The Pokemon is the, the informant. informant. And Damon. so Mr. Mime tries to make his getaway. But what's this? He's running in place. And then he mimes getting on a bike and he believes he's getting his getaway then. But it crashes. And uh-huh. oh, he's in trouble. And it's all very funny to me at least. And me as <laughs> I well. Think it's a, I, I think it's a really funny scene. It's really good. It's a great use of a character that's enhanced by comedy and the wonderful art of mimery. And then they have a full-on interrogation of him. Mm. They interrogate Mr. Mime and it is so exciting because there's a moment where Tim decides that he should play along. If you can't beat yeah. him, hey, 
why don't you fucking join him, bitch? And he takes that advice Shit. to heart and does it. He opens up the door that Mr. Mime has created. And while he's sitting down in the chair, he picks up a big jar, I guess, of fuel. You're... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A canister container of fuel. It's not, I thought he was going to waterboard him, but no. It's Go fuel. check out the movie, folks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're just describing. I'm doing, a, I'm doing a wonderful audiobook rendition for those that I can't see it. And it was quite a dark Glorious movie. It was great. I, I loved it. There was a lot of comedy in this movie that genuinely made me laugh. Yeah, yeah I didn't think that this, the main guy, Justice Smith, I didn't yeah. think he was a natural, but man, he went for it. Yeah. Yeah. He really sold that mime shit. To be honest, if he wasn't that... uh, Sorry. (laughs) I like this movie because there was no big battle. You know every movie Mm. now? Yeah, there was no fucking Man of Steel battle. Every single Pokemon versus every... It's like... Mm. It was relatively small scale. There was a parade at the end. Exactly. It's like Spider-Man 1. We got a parade in there. People are flying around. It's like a big battle. But it's a fairly intimate fight, you know? Yeah, no one got like punched through a building. Yeah. Someone oh, got punched of. into a building, but yeah. that's all. That's like, it. Yeah, there was no Dragon Ball Z or Man of Steel style. Yeah. Uh, and like the world was long for a little bit, out. but it wasn't mm. all of it. Things yeah. are too high. Too, it's too much now. It's like everyone's a it was god. Just a building. Yeah. Yeah. It was just a building. It's just a Pidgeotto flying around, helping Pikachu <laughs> fly around. A little Pidgeotto. Oh, that's beautiful. Is that Italian? Yeah, it's one of my favorite Pokemon. It's Italian Pokemon. It's Pidgeotto. Italian bird. Pidgeotto Gunsberg. Pidgeotto. <laughs> Pidgeotto. Uh, but another set piece I'd like to really talk about because I think it was a really good adaptation of Pokemon video game. Is there is like one underground battle sequence mm. where we DJ by Diplo. Yeah, DJ <laughs> by Diplo, which is really exciting to see. They're like, wait, 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 wait a second. Who are we gonna get to DJ this battle? Is Skrillex available? No, let's go one better. Or probably ten better. Dip There's a good. DJ the outside Central Park um, in Sydney. Yeah. If you go there, there's free ice skating. You wouldn't think it's free walking past. You're like, oh, I bet you that's 20 bucks. It's but it is good. free and there is a DJ. <laughs> <sighs> and it reminds you of this scene. <laughs> I just Fuck like yeah, Sam. Yeah. That's that's so good. Well, it's like go see a movie, but then you know have an ice skate as yeah, well. Yeah, do that something for a, real as well. That should be a nice thing that you chuck into this podcast now. Little recommendations <laughs> on outdoor yeah. activities. Yeah. If you're in Sydney, we've got a few ideas for you to do, yeah. uh, such as ice skating with a beautiful DJ. Yeah, as outside Central Park, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Although, yeah. don't go to Central Park Cinema. Well, the Palace. Palace is good. Palace is okay. I only like the big chains. Oh, okay. You love the I like Hoyts now, yeah. You like events. We were at event today. Oh, so good. God, I can't believe they let this movie in event. You know what? Good. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the Dendy down. Yeah, Dendy sucks. So Dendy stinks. Yeah, I'm already in trouble with them, so whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the, I think the battle was really well done because... It was able to capture like something about like how the battles work in Pokemon. I think mm. I, that's something I didn't anticipate this movie would even try to do. Yeah. Is that there would be Pokemon trainers and masters giving them commands in a way, and it didn't feel like the way the TV show does it. It felt like boxing because he yeah. had Pikachu yeah. in like outside the ring before he went in to fight a Charizard of all things. <laughs> My goodness, <laughs> that was exciting to see Charizard yeah. actually yeah. brought to life with a little flamey tail. Yeah, it was beautiful to see. Uh, he was giving him tips like uh, you know stick inside these are your best moves and he gave him four moves which is customary for Pokemon to have four moves exactly these are the moves that you have this one's your best one Volt Tackle he said mm. and then Pikachu couldn't get it up what would be your four moves Ooh. oh actually from Pokemon are we going to creatively invent yeah, your, own, your own moves so uh, um, well, Alexi I choose you okay Alexi you just criticise <laughs> oh, that's cool <laughs> <laughs> and it's actually it's just me for pen going. Hmm, I don't think so. Yeah, and I'm going to use thumbs down on this. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that makes their attack 
go down. It's but their defense down. goes up because they yeah, feel attacked. They're very defensive about it. <laughs> they feel attacked, but they actually haven't been attacked, just like real critics. Okay, so leave them alone. Yeah, critical hit fun. with an emphasis on critical. <laughs> Sammy, what would your move be? Oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm going to do all four. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, You're sticking a, um, to it. You're not letting him just go out <laughs> of the success. You're holding his feet. I had a really good riff there. I have to keep going. Okay. Um, <laughs> shit, Sam. Okay. Uh, here's another one. Uh, Why does everyone say that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to get you Musaka. That's going to be one of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's a, I get to Musaka them up. So that's it's like a, it's like a one week, yeah, suck them up, and then yeah. I've got to. Oh, do, you know how I got to uh, do two more, so maybe yeah. uh, perhaps you know how the Pokemon games have uh, rest. Yeah, perhaps you could have Greek rest or Ront. Calling back to Sam's Right, <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's one of them. Thank you, Tom. No and I guess my other one would be like Slam Seeky or something like that. It's like Sudziki, but I'm slamming them. That's, that's awesome. Cool. Yeah, thank you, Tom. Your turn. Okay, <laughs> here are more. <laughs> Uh, I remember you can use a lot of Mr. Mime's moves that would yeah, work. Yeah, yeah you, no, you, I guess I'd be using uh, Mr. Mime's classic moves like um, Unnerve. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, generally creep out. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Audience participation perhaps could be one of your moves. Oh, yeah, so I guess I would use Pull Up yeah. to, uh, to gain an ally in battle <laughs> <laughs> and get a few easy laughs that way. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Drop the defense of everyone in the audience because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, he's actually an all right bloke. Yeah, yeah, he does, he's he, taking care of them up. They got her a round of applause and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Does it count to you if that person, if the, the if you use pull up and that person's doing quite well, they get a round of applause. Does that help your stats go up as well? Oh, 100%, baby. Well, the whole room's lifted, so I guess that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I guess it raises everyone's stats. I, even the opponent's Pokemon get a boost. <laughs> oh, probably. <laughs> I guess it's not very helpful, man, of a move. No. Uh, probably go home. Yeah, you like, do that fairly yeah. often. I do that very often. Yeah, I do enjoy it's one of that. Favorite places to be. I love it. And then I guess my my final move would be um a, 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 a barrier, which oh, is yeah. a move in the Pokemon games. But it's also something I feel between myself and uh, many people in this world. It's Why? hard to open up. Uh, and and life's crazy. Well, you don't have to feel that way around us. We're actually all close friends, so you can let that barrier down. Hey, let's turn off these mics and really get the tears flowing. Yep. Oh, anyway, right. Sam, what are your four moves? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, my first move would be a laser. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yep. Kind of like a green laser. Okay, so Luke's lightsaber. That no, it's you're shoots. thinking of another thing. You're thinking about Star Wars. No, 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 no. no yes, 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 yes. Actually, okay, my second move, light blue lightning. Okay, okay. that's also a Star Wars cool. thing. Okay. So, so yeah. the Emperor yeah. Darth Sidious. My, third, Sidious is my that third one would have to be um, Yoda. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yoda's actually one of the most famous Pokemon, so that's not really exciting. To and use. my final move, sex. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's from Star Wars as well. Anakin family does it with Padme a few times at least. At least twice to get the twins ready. You get one sperm in and get the other. That's how twins are born. Luke and Leia, that is. Spoilers for a few movies there. Moltres uses sex. <laughs> now, that's funny, Sam, because we already, we already said that Tom would be a Mr. Mime. Yeah. I, and I said that I'd probably be a Snorlax of all things. Oh, is this one Pokemon? I think the Pokemon that you would be would probably be a Bellsprout. Oh, as in? Yes, a string beaner like yourself. Would definitely have bell sprouts. I didn't come a here to be humiliated. St- no, you would have to be some kind of beautiful, but 
diminutive and cute little bell sprout. Yes, I, I, I think well, you're a bell sprout. My dream is to be. You think you're a freaking Zapdos on a Kina or something <laughs> no, like that? Dude. You're a freaking bell sprout. You're a bell sprout, mate. Big mouth, little roots. What about a manky? What about a primate? What no, about a primate? They're too round. And they're sure, too... if you were just a boy with a head and no body with arms coming out of your head, yeah, I'd say primate. I'd say freaking manky or something. But no, you're a boy that has emphasis on a slender body. So you're definitely a bell sprout. Or the tree Pokemon. Well, I've studied. Pseudo Wudo, if I've you will. Oh, you could be a pseudo Wudo. You'd be a pseudo Wudo. Who's that? Is that the tree that blocks you? Yes, he's an ant. Yeah. And he's he's made of rock. Yeah. Hey? Yeah. Yes, he's grass rock type. Yeah, right. He's rock. just rock. Yeah. Um, Eevee. Oh, yes, because you think you have the future. Because I've got you bipolar. Can, <laughs> <laughs> you can have any future around Yeah, you, you famously have the, the uh, mental disorder from Split. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the you beast in you only kills With on stage. With more of an emphasis on the elements. Oh, wow. Uh, well, anyway, guys, I in Final Thoughts, I think this movie brocks and you should catch up in cinema, so good work. <laughs> uh, yeah, it actually made you a little bit misty-eyed. <laughs> it did make me. I did shed that one orbular single tear. See this movie, Pokemon. <laughs> I think that this Take a chancy on this one guys <laughs> uh, This is the worst podcast I'm uh, sorry p- uh, Pokemon Detective Pikachu I choose you to see this movie You should choose uh, Sorry uh, Detective Pikachu uh, You should Detective Pikachu <laughs> This movie To be seen by you I thought it was good yeah <laughs> Yeah. No, I really, I really do. I really did enjoy this. I really, yeah. I really would recommend. This that is you... more fun than I've ever had in a Marvel movie. Easily, easily. Yeah. I'm talking about Guardians of the Galaxy. Talking about Ant Man. This is funnier than both of them combined. Absolutely. Which actually would be really funny to combine those movies. Mm. <laughs> Ant Man and Pokemon. Okay, that would be really cool. Oh, are you talking about some kind of Guardians of the Ant Galaxy? What is this? A galaxy for ants? To quote Zoolander? That's funny. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Me man. likey! <laughs> well, anyway, that's Detective Pikachu. Take it or leave it. I give it five star you out of five. <laughs> wow, oh, wow, goodness. wow. You have the razor width of a scyther's scythe. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, guys, thanks so much for joining me on this episode of Total Reboot. It's been so much fun. Sammy, baby, what's going on in your life? Do you want anyone to come see you do anything? Nah, man. I'm going to Tasmania tomorrow. To do gigs or just hang out with your family? Go to see my family. Oh, Fabulous. that's nice. Last time I saw Sam see his family, um, he uh, his parents were like, yeah, well, okay, cool. We'll be outside because it's your dad's birthday. And Sam said, yeah, I know it's <laughs> his birthday. I know, I know. Well, Sam's- he's 66 years young. He's a great guy. <laughs> yeah, he's a wonderful dad. Great. He's a wonderful boy. Thank you for doing this podcast with Thank me. Thank you. I had a blast. I love the movie. Thanks so much for sorting out the tickets. No yeah. worries. I had a blast stories myself. Yeah, famous, po- famous Pokemon. Oh, <laughs> Tom, oh, you got God. some cool shit going on. You got uh, BigSoftTitty.png, very funny podcast. Yeah, there's podcast. That's my podcast with Demi Lardner. We're also doing a show together at the Sydney Comedy Festival called We Mustn't, mm. which is us playing two little you twin brothers. You should do it. It's funny to <laughs> say I that. I shall go. I shall go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward it. to that. Yeah, it's called We Mustn't. It's on uh, at times that you can look up on the Comedy Festival website because I do not know them right now. Uh, but yeah, it's a it's a good show. Please come see that. It's fucked, but it's a good show. Mm. I'm uh, going to be headlining at Powerbomb Comedy, which is a fun gig over at the Staves Brewery uh, tomorrow when you're listening to this. On Friday, the 10th of May. And on Friday, the 10th of May, instead of going to that, why don't you come see me do something funny for a change? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be doing comedians talk over movies, and I'm going to be talking over Twilight 
Breaking Dawn Part 1. I'm Twilight so jealous. 4. Yes, Tom, you're not with me for this one. It's going to nah, be very exciting. It's me and Reese Nicholson oh. and Beck Shaw talking over it at the Golden Age Cinema. There's probably a few tickets left right now. They're selling pretty fast. Yeah. So hopefully there's a few left. They're in the show notes. Buy them. Come to that. Also, this weekend, Cam James is doing Sydney Comedy Festival. His show, Strawberry Blonde. And go freaking see it because he's actually quite funny. Yep. Oh, man. Breaking Dawn Part 1 is so good. I That's the one where they're married. Oh, spoilers. Bow, bow, bow. Goodbye, freak bitches. You can follow me on Twitter at this is Alexi. You can follow Cameron on Twitter at I am Cameron James. You can follow us both on Twitter at Total Reboot Pod, which is where we will be announcing what we are doing next week on the podcast. Not quite sure what we're doing yet, but we are going to be building up to doing a double episode about Disney's Aladdin franchise very soon. We've got that Guy Ritchie reboot live action type thing happening very, very soon at the end of the month. So we want to jump on that because we are fascinated about what Guy Ritchie is going to be doing for that crazy, crazy movie with Will Smith. Cannot wait to find out what it really is. And we're going to be diving into that eventually. So there might be one episode before we start doing Aladdin or we might just start it straight away next week. So follow us on Twitter at Total Reboot Pod or on Facebook at Total Reboot Movie Podcast for updates on what is going to be happening next. Oh, and in, guys, don't forget to enjoy cinema and let me know what movies you see. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs>